Welcome back to Chit Chat with Alley Cat. I'm your host, Alley Cat, and today I'm here with Tiffany Banks. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, and we are going to talk about codependency. And that has some levels, right? That has some some connotations. Um, but when you think about that word, Tiff, what do you think about specifically um when it comes to healers, I think, um, yeah, codependency and healers. Mm, good way of framing it. Codependency and healers. What comes to mind? Like knee-jerk mental reaction is the empath-narcissist dynamic that we see this whole frame about how healers will always attract those whom are wounded. Well, I don't want to attract anybody that's wounded. I don't want to attract anybody that I need to heal. Come on. (laughs) No, there's levels to healing. So I don't say that, um, you know, it's not, to say that there won't be healing that takes place within a dynamic, but I want to attract somebody that's whole. Um, Mm. That's just a sidebar. (laughs) No, and it's, it's pertinent. I think that it's important because there's this like misconception that healers have to heal everybody and anybody who comes their way. And it's usually at the expense of the healer, right? Like, it's usually like, oh, go be a martyr and be that for everybody else. Um, And people aren't doing their own work. And I I really am excited we're talking about this because there's a lot of people who are not doing their own work and come to their, you know, various healers in their community and they're like, read my tarot cards fix my life tell me how to be in the world and like it doesn't work like that you can't go buy rose quartz and then all of a sudden your heart is well um you know like it's it's one of those things like you can't just ayanla your way out of this (laughs) so i think one of the things that i'm really i'm really excited for us to talk about is just like all of the aspects of healing that are not generally pretty. Mm. And I was wondering if you could share, like, I think that, so folks who don't know, um, I'm like telling your life. So Tiff is a, an empress goddess and she, <laughs> yes. And she hosts speak on it. Um, you probably have heard us talk about this on my podcast a few times with different people. I've had Jeremy and ghost and cam on here. Uh, Simone too. Yeah. So we've all talked about speak on it at some point. She's our hostess. And you also do tarot readings. I do tarot readings. Um, and I'm wondering with that, I know I mentioned this right now, but you know, how, how do those engagements go? Do, do people come to you like, on some Ayanla stuff or are they like aware and like, okay, let me, let me do my own work to really show up. Like, what does that range look like for you? You know, there's a wide range. Um, initially when I first started reading and it was on accident that I started to read professionally, I was just reading for myself. 
having gone through my own towers, interrow towers when like your life turns upside down unexpectedly because of a false foundation that needs to be rebuilt. But um, I was going through my own healing insight, needing clarity, taking a next step type of phase in life. And that's how I got into the tarot um, and Oracle. And so I was reading for myself and then here comes my mom and then my sisters and then a friend. And then before you know it, I'm doing it at dinner parties and I'm bored in my room one day and I'm online doing it. And so I didn't expect to do it professionally mm. <laughs> at all. So it just fell on like in your lap. I didn't plan on it mm. at all. But, um, you know, there's a wide range of type of um, connections that I've made. I won't even call them clients. Connections that I've made through reading tarot for people. Um, and some people come with, you know, they they don't have a clue as to how to even fix themselves to pull themselves up from the bootstraps, mm-hmm. you know. And there are those who come with some insight about where their areas are that they need help with and they're there to take notes and just get a little bit of um, insight as a tool, you know, to use it as a tool for themselves um, in order to move forward. And so I do, I thank God I've, um, my guides are very profound and the way that they've led me to read for people is by giving them, it's almost like we read energy we don't fix your problem. We mm-hmm. read the energy and it's almost like spirit always gives them their homework. Mm-hmm. Like you do your own work. I'm just here to be the messenger. I am not the fixer. I am the messenger for you. And at first it was hard for me because it's like, Oh my God, I just want to help the baby. And you connect with these people, you know, and then you begin to care for them. You go to sleep thinking about them and they become a focus of yours for some time because you, want to see them heal or rise above whatever circumstance they brought to your table for the tarot reading in the first place. Um, But I've learned to not read for people in a way where they become dependent on me for their answers and for um, them to feel good or feel better based on whatever circumstances at hand, but to show them how to do this on their own. Mm -hmm. Luckily, my guides got me early on like let me tell you how you're gonna do this baby so (laughs) it's it's been interesting um I really love the people that the universe has aligned me with to read for Mm -hmm. and I see the growth like when I say growth expansive growth Mm -hmm. and so I know I'm doing it at least I think I'm doing it the right way but I do see where there are people who come to attach themselves to you because that they feel good in that, in that hour that we have together. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, for an hour, I felt good. You've given me insight, but because, you know, they may have gotten to the tarot reading, um, at a place in their, on their journey where they may not have had too much, they, they may not have gotten other tools to help them. Yeah. They'll attach themselves to you as their source. And you become their God in a sense. And so I have to really be careful of that as a worker um, or as a vessel that helps others to 
see or receive messages that they need for their journey. You have to really be careful to not get caught up in your own ego and want to be the God for other people. One. Yeah. Because that's there. And two, um, learn to recognize when individuals are not doing their own work. Exactly. And that, uh, that actually brings me to my next question. And I think that this is not to pull anyone in or call them out or anything like that. But, you know, I've seen a lot of healers that are really just out for that celebrity status, for that God status, for that adoration. It's not even admiration. It's to be adored. Like people want to be adored. They want to be coveted. And I think that it's, it's highly problematic because like you said, it, it leaves people to believe that they are not in control of the work that they need to do for themselves. And I think that this time that we're in right now is calling for everybody, especially the healers, to be really accountable for the work that we are doing within our own lives, um, our work that we're doing within our communities, and to really take a look at how we're showing up. Um, And so how do you, I don't want to say battle, but how do you combat that like celebrity status because I know you do your like Instagram lives and you do you like your YouTube and like your readings like I think a lot of people tap in and so it's a lot of like whoa it's a lot of energy you receive even virtually you know so how do you navigate that's a better word how do you navigate that while remaining grounded in yourself You know, that's a really good question because we're in the age of information, right? Mm -hmm. Where everybody can be there, a celebrity. If you have 500 followers, you can be the celebrity over the, within the 500 followers that you have on your platform. And we're living in an age where everyone is clout chasing and can you know, because there's Instagram, there's TikTok, there's Facebook, there's YouTube, there are all these there's different platforms. Twitter and yep. <clears throat> and so people are looking for ways to build a following. It doesn't, it's not to diss, but I know for me, like it took a long time to come out of the closet, you know, and it took some pushing out of the closet, out of my broom closet. So they say oh, to cute. even do it. And so she said in my broom closet. And I wasn't comfortable charging initially. You know, I wasn't yeah. comfortable doing it professionally mm-hmm. because it was very personal and it was, mm-hmm. and that's just, that's just my journey. So I really can't judge, but I say that to say, I see a lot of Instagram healers out here nowadays mm. and it has a lot in- to do with, Instagram. you get attention from that. Why mm. do you get attention from that? Because people are searching, people are looking, help me, help me, help me. That's what we see people. And I don't, necessarily think that people I don't know there are degrees to it more than likely but I do know that we have to be very responsible Mm -hmm. (laughs) and respectful Mm -hmm. of the spirit of the information Mm -hmm. that we're communicating to individuals because we will be held accountable for that Mm -hmm. so it's very very intense for a healer, a reader, a reader, a worker in any sort of yeah. any sort. Um, and then two, you really have to check your own heart. You know, I take breaks from Instagram or whatever, wherever platform, whatever platform I'm 
um, working from or on. And I'll take breaks because I trust spirit so much (laughs) because spirit has helped me and I'm humble to spirit. Therefore, I have to take my own breaks for various reasons, for my own maintenance, my own spiritual maintenance, and to because I have to check my own heart. Am I getting addicted to the need that people have for me, mm-hmm. the clout? Like, I really have to stay balanced and in order with all manifestation, nature, mother nature. It, the, the law is this, balance and in order people don't recognize or realize that and that's why you see a whole bunch of bullshit popping off in spiritual systems across the board yes so i i think how do i navigate (laughs) i just i don't want to get in trouble (laughs) i'm not playing with the people that the universe brings to me to help Mm -hmm. and i'm not going to play with my own spiritual journey Mm -hmm. either so you know i have kids and the 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 portals that you open as a tarot reader or any other energy worker can affect you and your bloodline and mm-hmm. your descendants mm-hmm. it's that serious so i just want to stay in line <laughs> that's how i navigate <laughs> yes and it keeps me balanced calm and in order i love that so, i appreciate yeah. that and i i really resonate with that i think that there's this and I always tell you this, you'll be like, Allie, what? But for real, I think that there's this like desire folks have to microwave healing, you know, mm-hmm. to microwave spaces that generate healing to just try and duplicate and replicate what they see in different ways. Um, and I think that that all really comes from everyone's desire to like heal their different wounds, mm. you know? like whatever those wounds are. And I think a lot of folks have these inner child wounds mm. that they're dealing with as adults, you know, whether they've de- like experienced developmental trauma, which like folks may or may not know the age that you experience the trauma at mm-hmm. is the age that you approach everything at emotionally. Mm. So let's say you're eight years old and you experience trauma your eight-year-old mind develops Mm. this way of like battling for you Mm -hmm. and that's how you live your life wow because that's the defense mechanism that's literally what happens in the brain so when we when we don't think about all of those like psychological aspects of it we look at it of like oh i'm just doing me i'm just doing what i want to i'm just showing up how you know and so I, I just think you made a really good point about like you're conscious of the impact, mm-hmm. you know, not just of you, but of like your family, of the people you're interacting with. A lot of folks are not conscious of the impact that they're making or don't feel that like urgency. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I really want us to just kind of like reflect on how healers heal and I feel like I've had that conversation with a few different people of just like how all of us are constantly on a journey of healing um there's no point that anyone even ascended masters are like I'm done I'm through this is it um but there is this like community expectation Mm. right like there's this like um 
this desire to be like, well, they've got it together. They always have it together. And that's something I'm always telling people, like, you might think I have it together, but like, I'm constantly trying to like put these little puzzle pieces and like build myself as I'm here right now. Um, and I think it's important to like demystify that, not to constantly be like, oh my God, I'm flawed. I'm flawed. Cause that's not, that's not like the goal, but ultimately to share with people we are we're human beings um and actually a comment that i've heard from maureen black to yoga a few times is like we're human beings not humans doing Mm. and (laughs) she yeah and she she said that a few times and i appreciate that because where we are right now there's a lot of humans doing and i wondered if you could just kind of like share your take on all of the healers doing right now there's a lot of healers doing and it's accelerated it's a little more it's a little more rapid than they usually they usually operate Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and some of it is necessary and some of it i feel like is um like you said clout chasing or um a little i don't say frivolous but it's like a little a little too a little extra (laughs) <laughs> I agree uh, with you that it's rapid right now. And I think because you mentioned earlier, like, that it looks good on the surface, right? It looks great. People glamorize the healing journey. All you see are the chakras and the crystals and the herbs and the candles and the affirmations and Mm -hmm. all these beautiful memes surfacing around online, right? But what people don't realize is any leader, it doesn't matter if it's a healer, teacher, professor, prophet, whatever, they had to go through that. most of them did, right? Yep. Um, at least the honest ones had to go through the process. And that process is not easy. Ever. Ever easy. And there's this really good meme out there where um, they say, yes. this is the way spiritual awakening looks <laughs> yes. like on the surface. <laughs> there was another meme of somebody distraught, toe up, crying, hair messed up. No. And it was like a side by side. And I'm like, right. There were times where I literally thought about offing myself, uh, go, I was literally going crazy, not knowing which way to go, didn't have any help. I, I mean, there were times, you know what I'm yeah, saying? And that's, and yeah. So, and I'm not glorifying that, but, and I'm not saying that that's a prerequisite for no. calling yourself a healer, but those times, if you can survive and make it through, right, are the times that show you the 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 because these are secret coded lessons and it's not just not saying secret in the sense of like it's not privy to everyone but everyone has their own key to unlock their doors on their journey and on their path and so i really don't even like the term healer it's just the only one that's out there but um i just really want to consider myself a person sharing (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's that's how I've taken it. But I feel like you introduced me to like the healing arts, and mm-hmm. I appreciate that aspect of looking at everything. It's like, okay, it's art. <laughs> We're healing through art, <laughs> and that's how I feel. Like it's art. But you brought up something that I was like, oh damn, this is so real. I 
in these, you know, times that we have to reflect, have been thinking about where was I like two, three years ago in April. And ironically, it was like I was I was going through it. I was extremely depressed and like really suicidal and like really not in a good place. Um, and what happened is that I was just going out all the time. Like I would just go out by myself. I didn't care if anyone would go out with me. I would just be out. And it was really destructive um, to, like, a really bad point. And that didn't even wake me up. Like, I wasn't even like, oh, this is destructive. I should probably stop. I was still going out. I was still going dancing. I was still just, like, doing all this stuff. And I remember I went out one night and I was going to, like, Starline to go dancing. Because something, some DJ was there. I was like, yes. And... I stumbled into this pizza spot. Yeah, I stumbled into this pizza spot, and this dude was, like, telling me, oh, the pizza won't be ready for a few hours, but come back, and, you know, I'll have pizza ready. And I was like, why are you going to have pizza so late? So I came back, and he ends up talking to me about this, like, poetry spot. And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm a DJ. We do poetry every Wednesday, and you should come through. And I was just like... Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I guess, I guess I'll go one day." <laughs> I didn't even realize. That. Yeah, so when he told me that, I was like, "Okay, I guess I'll come." So I went, and that was like shifted my whole perspective. And it was funny because I had started writing a poem a day because it's National Poetry Month, like it is right now. And I was writing a poem every day, but like I've told you several times, I wasn't sharing poetry. I wasn't like performing for people. So I was like, I'm gonna just sit here. And I'm gonna just watch everybody and I'm just take this in. But what I really observed is like the space, the love, the intention was so healing. Like I can definitely say like it saved my life. Like I was like in a space where I didn't really see tomorrow, you know? And I didn't really know what, I don't know. I just, I didn't feel present. I didn't feel present at all. Um, and reflecting on all of that lately has been so profound for me. Cause I'm like, wow. Like I walked into that space. I didn't know anybody. <laughs> and I like, didn't know myself even, you know, like I was in a space where I wasn't connected. And so to now, like a few years later be like oh yeah these are my people this is my family like just chilling like I think that it's it's really really beautiful and I'm really grateful and so I hold that space for gratitude um but like you said like in my sharing I don't share for trauma porn I don't share for people to be like oh my god poor her like oh she was going through these things I share because people assume things about me people assume that I haven't gone through anything people assume that my life is like rainbows and butterflies and as much as I would like that to be true it's not (laughs) it's like often not um and something you said to me recently is like you know how we like get home to ourselves and I feel like that statement that you said was so fitting to where we are right now. Um, I'm wondering how you, I wouldn't say suggest, but like, how do you get home to yourself? 
in this time of so much uncertainty? You know, like how do you, I know I talk about grounding and healing, but really like getting home to yourself is similar to grounding, but it's like a whole, it's a different recentering. It really is. Like it's, it's like things you don't really expect to do, like, you know, chilling in your PJs or like watching one of your favorite shows. Like it's like things that that are not typical, but it's still healing. So I'm wondering how you find that home in yourself. You know, I'm still on my quote-unquote healing journey, and I will always be, because for me, healing is enlightenment. It's not, I can't limit that term to someone who's struggling, although that's involved. Um, I guess I'd call it progressing. So there are always, because of the new level, the new devil, the new circumstance, the new situation, there's always a new challenge for how I will remain whole getting whole or being whole is a battle in itself but then you know finding that space where I feel connected to myself and I'm happy with where I am no matter what the circumstances can be difficult and I think what I do it's random it's arbitrary circumstantial rather um but if I have to break it down and identify one or two things that I do is I will write and speak out loud. So declarations Mm -hmm. are big. They're bigger than what we think. I'll start walking around my house declaring until my voice gets louder and louder and louder. And I've actually activated whatever I was missing or whatever, however I was disconnected to myself until I feel myself in that very essence. Mm. And my kids look at me and they're like, hmm. <laughs> I was about to say, how, how do the kids process that? How do the kids hold that? How do they hold that? They just know I'm kind of crazy. It's so like mom's upstairs being weird, but okay. Um, I love it. But now they're like, I see my daughter, she's 13 and that age, right? Where they Mm -hmm. start to feel, (laughs) they're feeling things. All of the feels, Uh, all of the feels at the same time. And she's coming in and she's asking me like, how do I do such and such? And how do I do this? And I'm like, babe, with this, light this candle, write these words, say it out loud. And so she's doing it. Now she has an altar in her room. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, and my son, mm. that's another story. He's getting there. Um, but I, I i like to show them that I don't have good days. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have good days. I don't have good moments. There are moments that I don't, where they're not good. And there are days that are not so good. But I can make them good. Mm-hmm. I have authority over myself. You know, mm-hmm. we have, a, I don't care if. The circumstance does not change. I have authority over how I feel. Mm-hmm. And I'm not about to lay down to that circumstance. So, yeah. And see, sometimes that's... I just be laying down. I'd be like, you know what? <laughs> well, I'm going to take a nap on this. Process. I'll lay down <laughs> for a second and I get up. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I lay down and I get up. <laughs> right. And I think that's the important part, the, the getting up. Because I, like, people assume that if you were up, you never fell. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think that is so problematic because most of us 
who are in this work, who are, you know, some form of light workers, we've fallen. Like, we've fallen hard. We've Hard. <laughs> we fall down, <laughs> but we get up. No, let me stop. That's the term that we use. <laughs> rug, rug Look, we... I cannot tell you. So my spirits dragged me last week very seriously. Talk about it. And they they did. They were like, oh, are you healing? Are you are you in these spaces? Are you holding these spaces? Are you really? How are you holding yourself? And all these questions kept popping up. And I was like, oh, mm, why did you have to come for me like that? I didn't send for you. I did not send for this moment. Um, and I... I had to just sit with it. And there's a lot of things that I I realize that I've just like achieved past in my life. Like I've just been like, okay, on to this next thing, on to this next thing. And it just makes it so easy to just keep moving, just to keep like going, just to keep going. I notice, and I want to know what you think about this. I notice that some people are trying to stay afloat are truly just trying to like keep their own head on and it's not a moment of selfishness it's literally it's self-preservation yeah um and i see other people their form of self-preservation is holding space for other people it is like going above and beyond and people i'm seeing them conflate too mm-hmm. you know so it's like well look at so-and-so they're all here doing it every for for everybody else, putting on for the block, you know, like doing everything for the community, and you're over there trying to make sure your mental health is okay. And there's this comparison, and I don't think that it's fair. I don't think yeah. that it's accurate. I think that there's been a lot of those memes like we've seen that are like, well, if you come out of this and you ain't got this and you ain't comp like mastered this part of yourself, then what was you doing? And I don't, I don't feel like that is okay for us to spout out um but what i do think is that there needs to be some sort of like reflection um on how we lean on each other and i saw something the other day and i wasn't gonna call her out i guess i'll call her in but um tia mori <laughs> i love i love tia and tamara like i'm a diehard I'm a diehard Mori family fan. Um, I really do love their whole family, which is a little, it's a whole other story. <laughs> I'm like, oh, but she posted, gosh, I'm going to paraphrase. She's posted like, if, you know, people aren't checking in on you in this time, like you should probably reassess um, your relationship with these people after, you know, during this pandemic. Mm. And in my initial heart, I was like, okay. I guess you can, you know, like, think about who you are reaching out to, who you're talking to, who you're connecting with, and, like, sit on that. But I don't think you can bank, like, a whole relationship off of what's happening right now in this unprecedented time. And so I just want to know what you think about that. Like, what, what do you think about people just that, you know, are like, oh, you're not showing up for me right now? Canceled. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) where does that come from you know that I'm sure that there are memes like zipping through all over online that say something to that effect um I almost posted something like that (laughs) 
now that I think about it, but when I, it wasn't coming from a recognizing who isn't there as much as like, dang, I recognize who is here. Right. Um, but then I didn't post it for a reason, you know, I didn't repost it in other words, because I thought about how, no, like, for example, myself, I'm an extrovert introvert. I can be out in the community. I can love on the people. I can be around. I can be social. But I also really, 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 really need my alone time. Y'all should be in her little robe, chilling. (laughs) (laughs) So I really, I feel like people need to do what feels right. Mm -hmm. Like follow your compass. Yep. Like do what feels good to you right now mm-hmm. and whomever connects with you from a distance or closely is for you. Whoever separates from you because you weren't there for them because you needed to be with yourself. They're not for you. Mm-hmm. So I think that people, this time for everybody is different. Mm. Like this is forcing people to really see like are you someone who needs other people to feel healthy and okay do you need external validation so much so that you have to be around others and receive their energy their warmth physically some people need they to do. touch on another person to survive yeah almost. and actually like as humans we actually do need human interaction and there it's interesting because like that's what all that the nature versus nurture is all about. Like literally human touch. Like mm-hmm. we need forms of interaction to feel alive period to feel alive. Yeah. But like to really be, you know, and understandable, but to what degree? Exactly. I noticed I know a lot of like fire and earth signs who have been thriving in this, these moments. <laughs> All y'all have been chilling. Water signs, I feel like we've been getting dragged since Mercury was in retrograde during Pisces season. You know what that season was like. It was off the hook. It was out here. And I think we've we've just been, we've been reeling. We've been feeling it this whole time. And we're like, (laughs) waiting for a break. And... It's ironic. I love Taurus season, so I'm actually really, I'm hoping May comes and just gives, it blesses us. <laughs> I'm just like, ground us in something real. Um, <laughs> like, I don't know how much more we can, you know, withstand. And it's funny because I forgot, I think I was in a workshop where I read this quote by Frida Kahlo. And she said, we endure much more than we think we can. Mm-hmm. And I think that says a lot about the human spirit. I think we all have endured things we never thought we would survive. Mm-hmm. We've all come on the other side of things that, like, we thought would end us. Um, and I just, I feel like we place a lot of our personal value, like you were saying, the validation. I think we place a lot of our personal value on how we serve others. Mm-hmm. And I was in this artist talk um, <laughs> for Unbound Roots. And um, someone was like, oh, yeah. Someone was like, you know, how, like, what makes you feel like the art that you've created 
has value. Mm. And my answer was, you know, when people are able to see the art, engage with the art, and take something away, mm. whether it's what I intended or not. Mm-hmm. So if I'm like, I want people to feel, you know, nostalgic. Okay. If they feel that, that's cool. If they're like, I walked in there and I was crying, that's what they felt, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't get this, like, gratification of, like, oh, my God, people are feeling, yay. Like, I'm on, like, a high horse. Mm-hmm. For me, it's more of, like, I feel honored. I feel, yeah. like, really honored that people sat and meditated and reflected and were able to, like, tie their own journey into something that I created, you know, something that I was a part of. And I wonder for you, like, what is that moment where you feel like you are not just creating a space where people feel like they have to, like, be leaning on you, but Mm. where they feel, like, emboldened in themselves? Mm. That's hard to um, sift through as, like, the oldest child. I'm the only one in my family with two kids. I I feel like I've taken up the matriarch role. Mm. Um, I mentor, I mean, I love my mom, but, you know, she comes to me for, (laughs) she comes to me like, baby, I need you. (laughs) I hold that role already. I guess Mm. I came into this plane with that in mind. Mm -hmm. Um, My Aries fire sign, take the lead, take the action type Mm -hmm. of person. And I'm also a cancer moon. For those of you who understand a little little bit about astrology, cancer is the mother house. So I just have this, I got to take care of my people, my Mm -hmm. family, my, you know, like I'm the leader. I have to make sure. And I sometimes have to throw up my hands. Like, no, I don't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Every now and again, even if it's just an internal conversation that I have with myself, although I still take the action, you know, Mm -hmm. just so that I have that balance in that order. And I do not feel burdened by, um, what I do, mm-hmm. but I won't front. Like there are times where there is much sacrifice. I I won't even lie. There is a lot of sacrifice involved with taking up any leadership role. I know you know this as an educator. There mm-hmm. are days you don't want to go deal with these children, mm-hmm. but you have to maintain a certain level of poise or stoicism in order to do so and not negatively impact these children. You know, mm-hmm. so on days where you probably don't feel like doing it or you're 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 wrestling with your own issues you yeah. sacrifice that for even if it's for an hour or two or the, the the eight hours that you spend at work and so I guess it's hard to say that um or sift through like how do I do that because I don't know if I do just to mm. be totally honest I think that I I will you know and it's not necessarily because I, I want people to need me because I have my own babies, but you begin to feel responsible for people that you see have grown mm-hmm. and have been blessed by the small service that you provide. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so when it's a small service, it's like, let me give back. Mm. I feel so blessed. You know what I mean? Yeah. That for me, I feel like I'm called to duty. 
Like I haven't missed not one day of speak on it. Sick. Uh, Y'all, she be sick in depressed. there. I be trying to tell her. Depressed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, since we started three years ago, I have wow. not missed not one day because if I don't do it, in its infancy, that's where I, that's how I felt. In its toddler phase, rather, I felt like if I didn't do it, no one else was going to do it or make mm-hmm. sure that it was done. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's probably changed because the community is more supportive. Mm-hmm. But even then, like if I have to think about that, like I felt called to duty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's not much money involved with it. <laughs> You're just like I just um, felt it, and I think that that's spirit. Yeah. I think that's like uh, I feel like spirit really does move you in that way. And for me, for a, a little while, I was running from that. Like I was running from that like level of I wouldn't call it like duty, but like I guess it is duty. It was like okay, this is your charge. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I don't know if you watch Charmed at all, but like you know, this is your charge. You have to like you know, like be present and like be with this person through their like journey. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, I don't want to be the one that they think is like, got it all together. Like, don't put me out there. Like, cause it's not me. Like I'm still getting it together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not the one, but as time has evolved, I'm like, you know, what's really beautiful is like, we learn from each other and mm-hmm. you know we're, we're we grow in this age where people are taught that you have to be older than someone to learn you know what i mean like they have to be older than you for you to learn from them that's a lie it's like the biggest lie i've ever ever heard like you mentioned i work with youth i cannot tell you how much the youth taught me Mm-hmm. like about myself and them and the world and like I mentioned earlier with my story was speak on it I started going to speak on it the same year I started working with my middle school youth okay. and they showed me a mirror that I could not run from mm-hmm. they were a mirror of anxiety of depression of suicidal thoughts and acts and all kinds of things that I was like I'm gonna fake this and just be here with them and then they were like Miss Ellie like dealing with it and what I thought about what I processed was like whew, I didn't ask for this <laughs> you know but for me it was the way that I had to receive my message like I wouldn't have received it otherwise bingo and I think that that kind of happens to us where we're like okay we're the vessels you know like we end up being conduits like um, like our brother Lamar is always like, I'm not perfect. I'm mm-hmm. me. And like, I love that. I appreciate that about him. And I think that a lot of people need to resonate in that spirit a little bit more of like how we just embody ourselves. We embody the spirits, the ancestors we carry. And I think you touched on a point that really sits with me. I feel like people, I've had so many angels who have done so much for me in their time on earth that I I literally can't let them down by not being anything less than myself mm-hmm. um, because they showed up for me. They showed up for me. And so mm-hmm. I feel like in what I do, I owe it to them to show up. And it's not like I try up. to, yeah, I just, sh- just show up. Just show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if it's like, however it is, just show up. Mm-hmm. Be working as a, 
sharer, AKA healer, right? Has really helped me. So it's like, oh, wow, all of the people that the universe sent to sent to me that I will help to heal has helped to have helped to heal, heal me in certain ways. And the more I help, the more I'm able to help myself. So mm-hmm. now it's almost as if there's this self-induced drag myself mm-hmm. and go into my own subconscious and pull out the weeds and raise my own vibration thing that takes place. And I have a lot more fun with it. So before it would have to take for my circumstance to escalate to the the peak in order for me to sit back and say, okay, (laughs) okay, now let me see how I'm going to resolve this emotionally, mentally, circumstantially. Now I'm just a little better with um and i'm still learning with recognizing my trigger or my mirror and analyzing my contrast you know mm-hmm. what is it that i'm not liking here and why is it that i'm not liking it and how, what is that showing me about myself because as you know we don't like to get drugged all the time <laughs> yes. so it's like let me drag myself and I don't want to say drag myself, but let me just go ahead and take heed to the messages that I know are here and available. Um, okay. I just have more fun with it, I guess, at this point, knowing that I have um, authority over how I feel and I can actually dictate the process more or better than I thought previously. Knowing that I can dictate this, um, gives me a sense of ease about going through the whole analysis and whatever work that comes as a result of that you are running or hiding or um i don't even want to say you like being oblivious if you're being oblivious to the like past to your trauma to your triggers to the ways that you have contributed to that for other people as well I think mm-hmm. that it comes to a place where like it I mean it's not fruitful in any form yeah. like you're you're just moving in this way of like it's like victimhood <laughs> of like these things keep happening to me and oh my gosh and it's like no I don't I don't I don't believe in that and I've had to sit with that too and like okay like Processing sudden sudden death is like one of those things where I was like, why is this happening? Like, who makes this happen? I definitely had one of those moments where I was like, what God does this? And I had to sit with that and process it. But ultimately of like not creating this space where like I was, I don't know how to say that. Like I was like having things happen to me. And that's a, that's a mindset, you know, where, you know, you're able to not just control your reality, but like you are, you become the like master of your own domain. And mm-hmm. so I was in a space where I was letting my reality just hit me with whatever it had. I was like, well, this is what's happening. And I kept getting hit and I kept being like, this is what's happening. And I don't know what to do about it. And, oh, like. And as things kept like just occurring, 
I kept feeling the same way until I didn't, until I was like, there has to be something I can shift. There has to be some level of like anything. And I remember I turned to books. I always turn to books in every moment of my life. I realize me and books are like, we go back way That's far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, we go back. But I remember I was reading this book called um, Power Versus Force. Mm. And it was a really good book. Actually, I went on this date with this guy and he recommended it. <laughs> he was like, here's this book. And I thought it was cute because he recommended a book. I was like, this is like fly. You, we go on this like fly date, and then you tell me to read a book, and then he brought the book to me. I was like, oh, you were in love, huh? but no, I wasn't. And I, I thought about it. I was like, your guides. Like I thought about how my guides present themselves, um, and how they present themselves in ways that, in whatever moment I'm in, I'm gonna receive. And in that moment, that's how I received this guide. Um, and the book honestly just talks about how we move so how we move in our lives with power or force Mm -hmm. and a lot of people move in their lives with force you know we think about control we have to force ourselves and others to move 11 11 okay um (laughs) i'm like yes um you know we force ourselves and others to move in the ways that we assume that they will um and the assumption is the control part and so with the power though it's moving in your your life's purpose purpose in your legend your destiny in the ways that actually are synchronistic and i feel like the point of us really embarking on codependency in this this podcast is to really reflect on how one how we show up in our own lives and then also how we allow others to show up in our lives because it's a relationship right like i can only show up in the ways you allow me to yeah and vice versa when i reflect on the like generous nature that i was raised on it was never about a score it was never about an accolade it was never about um any type of like awards or stages or anything like that and so i want like i would like to hear what you think about just like um the root of a lot of our healing right now of like how people are assuming healing to be um more of like a scored situation um rather than a never-ending process you know it's a it's an unraveling there are many parts to that one yeah try my best to convince it all Mm. Um, I learned early on when I began working for others providing a service to others in the healing arts quote unquote healing arts right that you definitely want to give the information they need in order to empower them versus give them the information that will bring them back to you Mm mm-hmm 
Um, because one thing I've learned is it's way bigger than me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's way bigger than me. It's way bigger than what I do. And like I mentioned earlier, balance and in order. Okay. Balance and in order with all that we do, whether it's healing, arts, singing, dancing, accounting, whatever, balance and in order. Mm. Um, so when you say balance and order, do you mean like being in balance and having an order to those things or like, like I'm trying to balance de- the order. Okay. Order. Okay. In my opinion, that's, that's how I use that term. Thank you for having me to clarify it. So balance meaning, cause think about it. If, if someone is codependent, that's, that represents imbalance. Mm-hmm. If they need you, need you, need you, and they can't do it on their own, there's something that's tipped over all the way to this end of the um, this end of the pool or whatever. Yeah, the so, polarity. Mm-hmm. And so, you definitely want to keep balance again, where they're able to okay connect with you, get what they receive. And this is in terms of um, healing and codependency. I'm trying to wrap it up best I can. No, you're good. What they need in order for them to move forward and become empowered. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, I have to check myself. I have to learn that don't become addicted to people needing you and do not give a service, a love, a healing, a place of warmth so that they give you something in return. Mm-hmm. So when I say balance, it's not like if I give you this, you got to give me that. Right. Um, if I give you love, if I sit on the phone with Allie and I tell her about, um, uh, if I help her with an issue, now I expect the same from her. Mm-hmm. I cannot give you or be, be human, be right with you and expect for, expect to receive you to do human do something for me later. That's when we start to tip the scale again and go to what they call imbalance and then boom, chaos occurs. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I learned early on that I was codependent as a healer, as a teacher, as a leader, even as a mother. And I cannot do all of these things and give, and, and be all of these things so that I receive what I'm missing mm. from internally. Mm-hmm. So that's where I began to get drilled all over again, <laughs> even after I went Look, into service. That dragging is like eternal. It's not it's going so- anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh, wow, I need to give myself these things. And it be a spillover of what I am. I'm a human being. And if you're in my radius, you just. It radiates. It radiates. (laughs) Yep. And so, you know, I learned how not to be codependent myself. Mm. And I think that when you initiate or uh, open up the conversation, you talked about healers and how we recognize codependency and it's out there. And how do we keep people from being codependent? Um, keep them from not being codependent on what we provide them with. The thing is we can't be codependent. Meeting mm. them for our validation. And I think that is the biggest word. I think that is the, 
like thesis of this entire podcast like there are people there are healers there are workers there are doers who bank who they are on who they serve Mm. and I think that we are so much larger than these definitions we give ourselves um and I was listening to a talk the other night just about how the folks that we serve are reflections of who we've been. Mm-hmm. And so when we sit with that, I think it it lends the, the sp- like this space where we're able to really just sit with where we've been and like where we want to be in a way that's not like hierarchical of like, oh, I'm higher or bigger or better than you. Um, so I think that it's really important for us, like you just said right now, for us to think about not just how we are, you know, in service of the people to validate ourselves, but in service, in the space of generosity, in the space of love, in the space of care, in the space of healing and giving and growing. And I think that that is a lesson that a lot of healers and doers Mm -hmm. (laughs) and folks who are being um who you know don't really get quite often so i really appreciate you taking this time us being able to have this conversation um and really just diving into a topic that i think that is glazed over it's really glossed over people like are so quick to like mystify it to make it magical to make it so ethereal and I'm I think this is like my longest podcast episode (laughs) and I'm I'm here for it I think that this like in my heart this is definitely granted the longest you know um I'm like you can do you (laughs) this is what this episode is I think it's important for people to take that moment to like sift through it, to sit with it, to like really reflect on these things that we have not taken the time to reflect on. Um, so I appreciate you. I thank you. I'm so glad we were able to do this and I hope that folks are able to gain some form of clarity or just, understanding within themselves I think it's important for us as a a people as a society right now to like reflect I think it's it's vital for us to think about where we've been and where we are where we're going Mm -hmm. and yeah thank you thank you thank you thank you I'm so happy to be here and um I'm just thankful that you are holding this space where individuals like myself can be transparent i am no i am no expert in anything i'm here learning i'm in soul school and i'm here sharing and so thank you take me as i am (laughs) i just respect and love it all so yeah blessings so many blessings yes all right y'all catch you next time